This is a Federal News Network podcast. A task force just released a massive study on race in the ranks of the Navy. The findings include 60 recommendations for improving the Navy's race relations and inclusivity. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni asked about the study's findings and what the Navy will change with the Pentagon's Senior Advisor for Inclusion and Diversity, Charles Barber. The tragic events that took place this summer with the killing of George Floyd, that served as the catalyst for prompting the Navy to take a look, an inward look at some of its processes uh, and systems to, to, to really analyze systemic inequalities uh, in the ranks. The task force was comprised of a, a number of professionals from underrepresented communities, and they, over the, over the past six months, they did a really good job of analyzing areas that range from talent management, career development, operational areas, and, and really took a good look at how lack of diversity potentially impacts those areas. This is a huge report. It's about 150 pages long. You break things down into about four or five different categories. Could you tell us a little bit about some of the recommendations that you've given to the Navy? I'll start at a broader level and tell you, you know, when you're looking at inclusion and diversity, it's it's really hard to kind of look at one particular area of the talent management process. You need to look at this in totality because, you know, if if you look at just how you recruit, you know, that that's only one piece of it. You also need to look at how you're going to re- retain diversity in the, in the military also. So we, we, we took that into consideration, and we looked at the entire talent management framework. Uh, so we looked at recruiting. Obviously, that's the that's the far left of things. That's, that's where you get folks into the front door. And we looked at um, uh, things such as outreach to underrepresented communities. Uh, we looked at uh, the student loan repayment program. We, we looked at establishing a Navy oversight program, so just a number of areas that kind of touch on recruiting. We also looked at another area, which is, which was retention, and I kind of touched on that briefly. We, we want to look at assigning like a, a special assistant for diversity at the Navy Personnel Center. We also looked at expanding diversity data in, in, in our record of proceedings for, for selection boards. And we, and we also looked at ensuring that we have diversity on the selection panels at those respective boards. So all good things that we're looking at there for, for retention. Uh, when we get into professional development, uh, here's where we kind of get into the ability to increase um, scholarships for NROTC and, and, and just reestablishing some of those broadening opportunities uh, for officer selections and, and, and training, uh, such as Boost 2.0. So uh, a lot of good things going on in that area also. Uh, LOE number four, which is actually our, our STEM, uh, Innovation and Science and Technology. Uh, so we wanted one of the recommendations that we looked at was um, how we determine the Navy's military and civilian population as it relates to affinity groups. We also want to to review our clarifying guidance for outreach to the, some of those affili- uh, some of those affinity groups, and we also are looking at how we can incentivize inclusive participation and, and, and leadership. And then we also have uh, another area, uh, which, which is where we kind of bucketed some specific and miscellaneous recommendations. Uh, where, where we want to look at um, adding respect to, to the core values. We want to continue some of those listening sessions that took place uh, over the summer and over the past six months, um, mentoring programs. So uh, just a lot of good things going on. You know, we had close to 60 recommendations. So That's something that's going to take time to fix, considering that seniority is part of how someone gets promoted through the ranks. In the meantime, how are you making sure that minorities are represented in the higher echelons and that they get a say in the Navy itself? I think it starts with setting expectations. I mean, because what what you kind of see in the demographic right now, uh, it, 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 it kind of...
hiring practices and talent management that has occurred over the, the past 15 to 20 years. So uh, while the lack of diversity at the senior level is most certainly a symptom of, of systemic inequalities, you know, that particular area is going to take some time to, 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 to rectify. But I'm, but I'm very confident um, that we have the right controls and leadership support to kind of right the ship in, the, in that regard. Now, some of the things that we can do in the interim is we can, we can look at how we develop and, and leverage uh, what we call uh, management advisory groups. You know, we, we want to be able to take uh, members from our underrepresented communities and give them a voice, give them the opportunity to kind of advise uh, senior leaders and our flag officers for, on issues, policy issues that potentially impact them uh, as a community. Uh, we also want to look at that, that career development aspect where we want to mentor. So uh, those members of those underrepresented communities, we want, to, we want to give them career development opportunities as they continue to progress up the ranks also. That's an area that has kind of been lacking uh, uh, over the years. So uh, in, in some cases you might have um, a, a senior executive or a flag officer who may not uh, mentor or spend time with a, a member of the ranks who doesn't necessarily look like them, uh, but we want to we want to we want to rectify that moving forward. Uh, so those those are just some immediate areas that we can fix immediately. The military and the Navy themselves are only one microcosm of society as a whole. We know that there's other systemic issues that keep minorities from succeeding. How's the Navy taking those into account when it comes to bringing in talent and ensuring that those people who may be a step behind still have the opportunities that they need to get ahead? We have most certainly looked at how some of those barriers that we're looking at, uh, they take place to the far left before a, a service member even comes into the military. And that's kind of where that STEM initiative kind of comes into place, where we can kind of um, help offer, you know, accelerators or, or, or opportunities to kind of improve STEM programs before, you know, service members even come into the military. So that's kind of how we're looking at it to the left. Uh, and also, when you think about what we've done with Task Force 180, the framework that we've put put in place, uh, that that potentially will be a model for other organizations to emulate and, and benchmark. You know, when we look at what we've been through this the last six months here for the Navy, you know, we the the, the things that we found, we don't want to just tie these things to this naval readiness or or or, or, or the Navy's leadership. You know, when you look at inclusion and diversity and, and, and improving those things, systemic inequalities, uh, these things are good for humanity. And so, so we know that the things that we're putting in place, it's, it's, it's bigger than the Navy. It's, it's, it's bigger than us. You know, these, these things are, big, are good for humanity. Now that this task force has created a study, what does the future force look like once the Navy starts to follow some of the recommendations that you put in maybe 20 years down the road or 50 years down the road? I think you will see a Navy that looks very similar to what our demographic in the United States looks. You know, we're we're not we're not trying to tag quotas to anything that we're trying to do, but but at the same time, we want to make sure that what you see in the Navy is what you see in the in the in the national demographic. So we want to we want to we want to make sure we represent the melting pot of of our nation. What's next for the task force at this point? Now we get into the implementation phase. You know, we we want to take those those 50 plus recommendations. Uh, and we want to operationalize those into our to our Navy's culture of excellence. So uh, the the Navy has a a, a very large uh, um, culture co- campaign with five lines of effort, uh, and I won't get into all five of them. But there is one key line of effort uh, in that larger campaign that's it, that's effects based inclusion and diversity. So those fifty plus recommendations that we kind of bucketed it into several uh, into those four task force lines of effort. Those recommendations will be operationalized and moved under to that uh, permanent 
um, culture of excellence structure uh, under the auspices of that culture of excellence, and then they will be um, executed under under a very comprehensive implementation strategy. Uh, we also are going to research some best best practices and some approaches approaches with uh, culture because uh, we want to also give the Navy a, a mechanism to continuously diagnose some of these issues that you're seeing with the barriers uh, and, and prescribe get-well plans on a continuous basis. We don't want to keep talking about these same issues 15 or 20 years from now. So that comprehensive people and culture strategy, that's what we're going to put in place. Charles Barber, Pentagon Senior Advisor for Inclusion and Diversity, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.